listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that create it. I'm Jordan of High Five Music. This episode stars producer and rapper, The Lord Razu. His new self-titled album contains his own theme song and a collection of remixes, some of which I worked on. What up, what up? High five. It's the Lord Razu. I am from the DMV, living in the Virginia side. Been here since I was nine years old. And I have been working on music since the age, really of like 15 is when I started writing lyrics to songs, instrumentals, or I would try to uh, make beats off that, uh, what was that PlayStation game? The MTV Music Generator. Okay. That was on PlayStation, yeah. <laughs> I remember trying that, yeah. I think there's a demo on one of the demo discs back in the day. Yeah, but that was the, the start of my musical endeavor at around age 15, and then uh, I really started taking it serious when I was 18. Every day after work, I would work on music, new instrumentals, write, write, and write, and write, kind of develop my character. And uh, like the hardest thing ever, and I never really said this in any interview, this is the first time I'm gonna say this. The hardest thing to do was, because I used to listen to Wu-Tang every day since the age of like 14. So for about seven years, I listened to Wu-Tang and I sounded directly like them. It took me forever to like develop my own personality throughout the years, you know, just been slowly working on music, you know, defining myself. And actually like the last eight years is when I really came into myself. And a lot of the music you're hearing now, primarily the hip hop side is coming out of that. Like just released my theme song with co-production of High Five in the house. That was like the culmination pretty much of like just years of experience. That's why it was such a huge project. It's a special, special project, primarily because it's a theme song, but it's like, it's just the song that is the, it's not, it is the Lord Razu, but it's also me as a person. It's not music, it's defining me. And so it's two-sided. You mentioned Wu-Tang. Were there any other, uh, I know that you like video game soundtracks as well. So when you were younger, did video game soundtracks come to be a part of what would later become the Lord Rezu? Yes. Uh, I mean, the recent album kind of defines that uh, that direction. Yeah, it was like this game, what was it, uh, Ridge Racer? And Ridge Racer had a lot of the drum and bass in there, I believe. Yeah. And that's where it kind of started. Uh, you know, one of my best friends, he would play that game a lot. I went over his uh, house and playing that. And I was like, man, that music is awesome. It's funny because to this day, drum and bass hasn't really taken off in the U.S., but there are those older racing games and and like in, um, not F-Zero, but the one that's kind of like it. It's like a futuristic racing, is it Wipeout? Yeah, Wipeout. Oh, Wipeout? Okay. The, the Wipeout games. Yeah, they, they had a lot of the, like the late, mid to late 90s EDM scene. Like that's where a lot of those people got, you know, discovered by, by people that had no other access to that world. I think that was like the only place you really heard it was like video games and maybe like 
maybe certain movies, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't something you knew where to go find so openly. For me, I, I found a bunch of mix CDs, like those compilation mix CDs. Well, would you go to FYE or was it like Best Buy? Something like that, yeah. 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 I didn't know who exactly was what I was looking for, but I knew I was looking for this specific sound. Yeah. I was like, compilation. All right, let's go. Yeah. So, like, I would go um, FYE or Best Buy and I would just go buy CDs, anything that said drum and bass. Did they have the thing where you could like scan the CD and listen to it right there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would do that too, just to see. Yeah, I, I would just go do it. And I, I, I missed that. And that's actually a big reason why, um, for like with my recent release, I did a CD, like a physical CD, and wanted to sell it in stores. Uh, because there are some stores that still do that and will allow you to uh, sell your CD in there. So I wanted somebody to be, you know, who's random like me. Like, who's, who's this guy? Or was that a persona that came out sometime later? Always, from the beginning. I mean, it started from, again, from Wu-Tang. Like, my favorite rapper is the RZA. Like I said, I listen to Wu-Tang a lot, and a particular album, it was Raekwon's album, and they had this skit called, uh, like, Shark Biters or whatever. I was afraid of Wu-Tang because of this. I was young. I was like like 14 or 15 when I came up with Razu. But they said, if anyone steals their name, then they're gonna come for you. And they're gonna show up at your front door. So I was literally thinking that was real. And so like, I would I remember this game, I was playing Fantasy Star Online and they asked me to make my character. And I didn't want to put the Riz up because I didn't, you know, I didn't want them to show up. So what I did was I changed the R uh, oh, I kept the R the same, but I changed the Z and the A, reversed them. And then I wrote on, on a piece of paper all the vowels and went through all of them. And the U sounded the best. You know, Razi, Raza doesn't sound good. So raise doesn't, you know. And then I was like, nah, that's still too close. So let me add Lord on top. Some authority. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and so that was how that started, just as me playing a video game. I gave it its own meaning and I named it Warrior. I I, th- I thought I made Razu up basically. So fast forward, I'm at work looking up, thinking about what I really want to call myself as a musician. And I look up Razu to see what if it really means something. Come to find out, it does. And it means Warrior. And I was like, that's an omen right there. What are the odds? Yeah. That That's it. That's it. That's It defines who I am. The name was ordained and it wasn't just self-proclaimed. And so here we are. And that's kind of been the, the defining part of my persona in music. So before you and I uh, met, I did have an EP that was out and I took it down. There's only one song uh, 
that's still remaining of that for now. I've just been working on a lot of singles based off of different uh, parts of my life, relationships or feelings or thoughts uh, that just kind of reflect me inside. Um, one of my favorite songs was, uh, I mean, this one was like a passion project. I did a cypher for the rappers, kind of the, the old school vibe of being on a basketball court and everybody just dropping 16 and no verses. Um, I did that. I did uh, kind of like a uh, hip hop love song, similar to like the Method Man, and Mary J. Blige song. I tried something modern, but with the Laura Razu twist with some, you know, cinematic feel. It was called He Reigns. I'm saying, homie, get with it. I pause for the phone ones in my past. Never bash, but you suckers couldn't even laugh. You know, all those songs kind of have hints of my I mean, person, you know, personality persona as a warrior lord, warrior lord ninja. Just different songs. You know, I, I focus on singles more than anything. So, what made you want to do a theme song for your own artist self? That, that's not something I hear a lot of people doing. Well, you know, I love video games, I love anime. And it's like all of the characters and them, you know, they have their own theme song. And I was like, well, I need one too. I'm the Laura Razu, like, whoa. <laughs> no, so I uh, I remember it. So this song, I uh, produced it like five or six years ago. I also remember in the 90s, there were some, some people had theme songs, like P. Diddy had one. It was at the, uh, you know, it was like, it's Diddy, the D, the I, the D. You know what you're talking about? I don't know. Oh, you gotta look it up. But Puff Daddy, but like a lot of people in the 90s had theme songs, and like theme songs with your name are rare because not everybody's name translates. But the premise behind the song, it's like, I wanted people to know my name. And that song, I didn't care if you liked the lyrics. I didn't care if you liked the song structure. This is the one song that for me was selfish. I didn't care. Didn't didn't care if I had two likes and 10,000 dislikes on YouTube. This was like uh, a legacy and more of like uh, being, you know, front facing and just putting myself out there. Um, passion, love project because I love music. And like, I think my story and like ultimately what I have to offer is valuable and what better to self-title a song people will pay attention to that more tell me about the woman who you got to sing your name oh yeah man she's awesome ivy when you when you see this you are the best I found her on Craigslist. She lives in Minneapolis. I can't even say it right. But like, I've never met her in person, but it was 2013. I was making my first drum and bass song. You remember Breeze? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was my first one that I really tried to do. Four or five years ago, after I made that beat, I sent it to her and I tried singing it. Didn't do too well, but she, she knew. And like she got it back to me in a couple of days and I was like, man, this is it. This 
like the name was meant to be and then just hearing the voice it was all meant to be i'm reaching out this state i'm in don't know which way to go To me, she is one of the greatest singers I've ever met. So that's how that came to be. And it just, you know, after hearing the album, I know you, you know, working with it, like you can see how well it translates to different, <laughs> different themes and genres. It's just an amazing voice. That was actually my next question. So you have your theme song and what made you want to explore all these different versions of it? Um, because not everyone likes rap. And I don't only like rap music. You know, I call myself a musician. And um, I like different genres of music as well. Like we talked about drum and bass. I like video games, anime, and there's so many different elements of music that I don't think it should. you should restrict yourself to one. A little something for everybody, yeah. Pretty much, like, I even threw something there for DJs. If you want an acapella, go ahead and do something with it, you know? Um, I just wanted it to be for everyone. It's cool because a lot of hip hop is within that, you know, 80 to 90 BPM range. So all you gotta do is double time it. Yep. You got yourself some drum and bass. Yeah. And the flow on a lot of rappers just goes over it so well, which is really cool. The original song is the only one that has me rapping on it, but I wouldn't be opposed to having a, another one done with me rapping. I, 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 I'd be interested in seeing how that translates. Have plans to do a deluxe edition. 11 more songs. Target exclusive? <laughs> I know, yeah, Target exclusive, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Because like I said, you know, I, I think music is beautiful and restricting it to a certain set of people is just not what you want to do as an artist. this album for a while and then really plan out the drum and bass uh, because like you said earlier uh, it's not that accepted here or thought of here in the United States and that's something I'm trying to change from my perspective or contribute to the culture of it growing it is really strange because pretty much all the other EDM subgenres have hit pop radio in some way yeah whether as you know just a little breakdown in the middle or something or whether it's the entire track but yeah drum and bass just never never caught on trance didn't really catch on in a top 40 way either but uh like progressive house and all that definitely i think uh i'm surprised liquid dmb isn't uh, isn't on the top because it's very melodic and people mm -hmm. tend to like that nowadays more than anything melodic type music. Yeah, there's a lot of drum and bass that's even too hard for me, or, or at least I can only take like, <laughs> if I'm at a festival and I'm at the drum and bass tent, 
I'm there for like a few songs, then I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I get it. That the dark DMB, yeah, it, it's it's a little rough. I can only hear it like once. I'm like, I've been to an event and I'm like, man, these subs are about to explode. <laughs> that's definitely where i i am headed like i was primarily a, a hip-hop rapper now i want to be a drum and bass rapper i just feel dmb is what the old school hip-hop used to be in the in the sense of like being able to be free on the song say whatever you want flow how you want and it, people will it'll sound good you know you know so i think ultimately that's where i want to be Tell us how you hooked up with with KJ. KJ Saka. Well, I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of his. Uh, just like we talked about earlier, uh, you know, picking up CDs for Fye. I found him actually in Best Buy. He just had a very cool album cover. It was all it was like black. And I was like, oh, what is this? And I didn't even know it was, it was just in a drum and bass session. Yeah, section I believe it was just there. And I was like, what is this? Picked it up, blown away. Obviously, I'm a fan of his great drummer bass artist and follow him on Facebook. And one day, you know, I asked him if, you know, if he does any form of classes or mentoring or talking. And he was like, yeah. So then we just kind of hooked up and, you know, he's been helping me through the process, uh, even like through this album, uh, you know, staying on track and goals and listening to it and kind of giving advice and things of that nature. KJ is the the drummer for Pendulum, which as far as drum and bass goes, is probably as mainstream yeah. as you get. They have some great, great songs that they you know, still haven't charted here. You know. Whoever who hears this, go go ahead and subscribe to High Five, the Lord Razu, KJ Saka only, only us three. Um, like when you get to meet your, uh, I've been listening to him since I was like 17 years old. And so being able to have an opportunity to have them as your mentor uh, and somebody who is known in drum and bass, you know, as an American, he succeeded in, in putting himself into drum and bass. It is an honor to, you know, be able to get that mentoring and that support behind you. So drum and bass is definitely uh, where my heart is. I think over the years, it's leaned towards more than two drum and bass as opposed to hip hop. It's just the the way the cultures are have shifted. What other artists besides him, drum and bass wise, are you into? Black Sun Empire. Yeah, definitely. That would be like the DNA of where I draw from and, and develop myself, like them right there. I just love their really like fast and like consistent DNB. Like when you when you hear their songs, you know it's them. Are there any other genres or subgenres besides drum and bass that you would want to explore or experiment with? <laughs> Synthwave now, I think. Oh, yeah, Synthwave. Like I don't think I've really heard any rappers go on Synthwave. Synthwave, have you? I I haven't. Now that you mentioned it, yeah, that would be really cool. I think that I think that would be like you always hear singing if there is something, but like 
I think that would be an awesome like mashup. I typically will listen to an instrumental for like a couple weeks doing day to day things. And then when something just hits like a topic or a feeling, I, I'll just run with it. It's typically how it is. It's usually beat first and then writing. But I like to segment each of them by listening to it. And then even with the lyrics, uh, this is actually a problem of mine, but it, I'll end up writing one verse and then like just sitting on it. <laughs> and then like not writing the second verse and waiting like months and then like I'm having to match that same energy. Tell us about your Twitch channel and your your philosophy behind it with, you know, playing your instrumentals and things like that. Uh, well, you know, I love video games and I think uh, a part of a lot of the characters in video games, they inspire me in my music. And I feel like the music that I make is uh, even just the instrumentals. A lot of it was inspired by all of that. So when I'm playing the game, sometimes, you know, I'll pop on an instrumental in the intro during during the game. And it's just a way to create that vibe and kind of a segue into the main line of my music. Also, because, you know, they, they got all those copyright issues. I'm not about to be playing somebody else's music. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> I've been getting copyright claims on my own. I gotta fix that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Razu. You stole this song from Razu. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, I'm gonna get in trouble. I want. I want to see what happens if I dispute it. <laughs> like, uh, it be me. That's all you say. Yeah, it be me. <laughs> That's it. Nothing else. <laughs> no, man. I, I just think it's great. Like, as an artist myself, like bringing those two communities together. It's honestly working better for me than just making music. You know, video games bring people into music. Mm -hmm. That's how we got to where we are in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The self-titled album, the Lil Razu, 11 tracks, 11 different genres, 11 more coming soon. Find it on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, your brother's car, your girlfriend's iPod. It's there probably. Go get it now. Your mom's listening to it right now. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're the man. Links to Razu's music and everything else can be found in the show notes, including the Indie Echo Spotify playlist, where you can hear music from him and all the other artists featured on the show. Indie Echo is a production of High Five Music an online production studio that turns your bedroom demos into Spotify-ready releases. To be featured or request an artist, use the contact form link on my Instagram, at High Five Music. Thank you for listening. 